Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Cosmos, Cosmos Space-Time Odyssey, and Cosmos Possible Worlds. Space-Time Odyssey Episode 7, titled The Clean Room. Uh, Yet another excellent, excellent episode that definitely stands out in the grand pantheon of Cosmos. Because unlike most episodes of this show, which are information-driven with some narrative sprinkled in, This episode is the inverse of that. Like, this is a narrative-driven episode with some information sprinkled in. Uh, The majority of this episode focuses around the story of Claire Patterson, who both A, discovered the true age of the Earth, 4.5 billion years, and led the fight against corporations using lead. And... You you have that story told of just all the extraordinary things he did with his life. Uh, and then occasionally, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson will show up like Margot Robbie in a bathtub to explain, <laughs> to explain the science. Like, he'll show up and do a whole segment where he dives into all the various barriers of how hard it is to examine the full age of the Earth with, like, just how much Earth got just, like, brutalized in its infancy by oncoming asteroids and all that stuff and meteorites and whatever. Uh, and all the issues with, like, eh, you, you got, like, rock layers, you got sediment layers that you can tell the age of, and so you can get, like, a minimum from that, but rocks wouldn't have survived Earth's battering, so... Uh, that's not reliable for the true age of the Earth. Uh, you have this, like, uh, you have these radioactive elements that decay over time, decay over time, decay over time, and you can measure that, but, uh, you kinda, with, like, rocks and whatever, uh, Earth-based stuff, basically, that's kinda unreliable, because, again, rocks didn't survive the battering of the earth so you need like something that survived 
Like, you need something that was basically made the same time as the Earth in space, and there you have meteorites. You measure, like, uranium and lead. You see how far it's decayed. You... Calculations, calculations, calculations. uh, Figure out the exact age of the Earth. Blah, 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 blah. And we get this science stuff. And that ends up being the basis, the foundation for telling Claire Patterson's story. And it is so compelling, so well done, seeing him kind of obsessively try and figure out, okay, how do I measure these lead uh, readings accurately? How do I measure this accurately? Oh, crap, there's uh, lead around the environment that... Uh, contaminates the results. I have to clean the lab. Oh no, that still didn't work. Uh, I have to esta- I have to like boil an acid and purify all the chemicals. Oh no, that didn't work. I need my own lab that's like entirely like built from scratch, entirely like uh, cut off from everything else. Like I need a clean room. And he goes to the California Institute and builds the first clean room and you have this like obsessive compulsive type deal to try and like i gotta get these readings accurate i gotta get these readings accurate i gotta calibrate this accurately i gotta know i i I gotta have this consistent i gotta have this consistent i gotta have this consistent and eventually he got the consistency eventually he perfected the process and then he used uh mass spectrometer to separate out elements blah 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 on the meteorite, calculate all, do all the calculations and figure out the 4.5 billion years. That's the first half of the episode. And it's done very, very well. And then we get the second half of the episode where he realizes, oh crap, now I'm the world's leading expert on lead. And in my search to know more about lead and how it is, uh, incorporated into the environment, how it is circulating throughout the environment, I have now realized that lead is not naturally occurring at the rate that it is being, like, dumped into oceans, at the rate that it is kind of getting pumped into the world. We are... We are using more lead than... Oh, crap. I, uh... (laughs) So I had a remote on my table, and I accidentally just bashed it. (laughs) I just bashed it and banged it uh, into the table, and it was bad. (laughs) And it did not work. It it did not work out well. Anyway, that's what that crash bang boom, that's what that minor bang was. But anyway, I figured out that... This quote-unquote natural occurrence of lead is kind of BS. Lead does not occur naturally at this rate. Otherwise, uh, there'd be just as much lead in the deep waters as there are on the surface level. That is not the case. Surface is much higher than deep. It takes a few hundred years for deep and surface waters to mix properly. Yada, yada, yada. And we kind of get, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson coming in at this point. Uh, Again... Margot Robbie in a bathtub. <laughs> uh, telling us basically the history of lead. How Romans... you How for 
most of the Earth's history, it was like at a safe distance underground, just sort of hidden. And then Romans figured out a way to dig it up. Uh, it was cheap. It was easy to use. It was malleable. Uh, and so they used it in so many different things, despite the fact that they knew it to be poisonous. That lead poisoning was very much a thing that they were aware of. And they kept using it because, to put it bluntly, the people who were actually handling it were viewed to be expendable. They were viewed to be lesser than. Like, they were slaves. They were slaves. And... So they kept using it, kept using it, kept using it, kept using it, uh, and it is largely believed that lead poisoning was a big contributor to the downfall of the Roman Empire. Fast forward to early 20th century, and freaking, like, leaded paint companies launched an entire ad campaign to make you believe that lead was safe for children, uh, gas companies used, I think it's called tetraethyl lead, uh, in gas, and they got their own expert, Robert Keogh, who tried to confuse the issue around lead, like, lead is naturally occurring, look at how naturally occurring it is, it's all over the place, because it's in our exhaust and we're pumping it all over the place, it's everywhere, (laughs) like, just taking the results and intentionally misconstruing them. So Claire Patterson comes along and it's like, no, N- no, like the lead is not naturally occurring. The rate it is being uh, introduced into surface waters, the rate it is being introduced, like it is much higher than in the natural world. There is so much lead around on the surface because we keep using it. We keep putting it in our shit and we keep, like, just uh, pumping it out via exhaust into our world, into uh, just the just the general atmosphere and water and all that stuff. Like, we're creating a big environmental health risk deal. And we sort of see every bit of his fight against these lead companies, these, this fight against the companies that incorporate lead into their products. Uh, And you see all the research he did, all the times he butt heads with the companies, how they tried to discredit him, how they tried to screw him over. Uh, And then it culminates in this hearing. It culminates in this really great scene where we show this hearing uh, that a subcommittee on... The subcommittee on... I can't remember what it was actually... It was either a subcommittee on pollution or subcommittee on the environment. I can't remember. Uh, But a subcommittee that was holding a hearing on this. And you have Robert Keogh's testimony. You have Claire Patterson's testimony. I love how they keep cutting back and forth to them. And it almost, it's cut as if they're arguing with each other. Like, it's great. It's really, really fantastic. And it's an electrifying moment. And then Tyson comes in and gives his little ending spiel of like eventually uh lead was banned eventually the government finally banned the use of lead in products and what a shock the levels of lead poisoning went down immediately after that happened sharply so to the point where it is 
no longer disputed. There is no safe amount of lead. <laughs> there is no safe amount of lead in your blood. It is all freaking poisonous. And Neil deGrasse Tyson then talks about how, like, scientists continue to raise the alarm bells on certain issues. And uh, corporations hire their own scientists to try and confuse the issue. Yada, yada, yada. Kind of an allusion to certain global climate change type deals. And that's where the episode ends. By the way. I totally forgot to mention, Neil deGrasse Tyson also has a very good segment where he explains what lead poisoning is uh, and explains, like, how that works, how it mimics certain metals in your blood and then interacts with your cells that can't process it properly, how it blocks uh, certain, certain processes in the brain, certain receptors, uh, and just kind of screws with you and turns you insane and stuff. Uh, again, this is a narrative-driven episode telling the story of Claire Patterson. But occasionally, Neil deGrasse Tyson will show up like Margot Robbie in a bathtub. <laughs> if you have no idea the reference I've been making this entire episode, by the way, go watch The Big Short. It's a great movie. Uh, it's a really, really fantastic film. But yeah, this episode is very, very good. Very, very different uh, and a nice change of pace. In terms of the ratio from information to narrative. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to uh, the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, on Monday, we will be discussing Cosmos of Space Time Odyssey Episode 8. Talk to you then.